Mm, there's an interesting uh, background. Recording now. I'm also recording. Yeah, I took the uh, liberty of just going ahead and uh, taking a picture of my TV when uh, <clears throat> I knew I'd need a background for Shakes and Clown. I didn't know if the internet would provide. Also, maybe the only <laughs> moment of joy is... Uh, yeah, we'll just keep our theme that we've had. Is that John Wayne Gacy? Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, young men being <laughs> attacked. <laughs> we'll just leave it at attacked, I guess. If you're looking for two-fisted action. I know karate. <laughs> well, I know the Vulcan nerve pinch. <laughs> high drama. Hey, wait a minute. You clowns are on dope! And forbidden romance. <laughs> you, uh, might want to look somewhere else. What's your name? Shakes. Shakes the clown. Oh, my head! <laughs> You're not a funny clown. Okay. You blow that horn one more time, I'm gonna shove it right up your... Everybody loves a clown, so why don't I? <laughs> Mom, who's the naked clown in our bathroom? Your total disregard for the clown code of ethics <laughs> would make your poor father Lippy turn over in his grave. <laughs> oh, and uh, shakes. Yeah. Take a bath, will you? Yeah. Oh, really scary. Guys like that, you know? You give clowns a bad name. When's the last time a film's made you feel this good, huh? You spit it out! No, I didn't! I saw you! No, it was yummy. Hubba hubba, Julie Brown. Leave me alone, milkman scum! Bobcat Goldflick Thwaites. Here I come! Ready enough! In the Citizen Kane of alcoholic clown movies. Whew. What a morning. <laughs> Shakes the cloud. Had enough? <laughs> By the way, Michael, you did not have notes prepared, so I made them just now. Just now? Noise. Yeah. Is it so the, there's uh, a file uh, in there for you to peruse, sir. Okay. <laughs> he, uh... he took a shit on his computer. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what this movie is. I did look that up, Hyro, and I was like, oh. I guess I didn't take the time to jot anything down about this. It's uh, it's fine. Whatever. Shakes the Clown, I think, came out mid-March, but we had a gap in our schedule. And now I'm kicking myself because <clears throat> I found this film that opened, goddamn, 20, 21st place on two screens uh, the end of February of 1992. Looks like another erotic thriller starring uh, Liam Neeson. Um a disgraced, disgraced cop in 1959 turned private detective. Tony Aaron works largely on falsifying adulteries for use as evidence in divorce cases. Uh, he ends up involving his wife as a fictional correspondent for a painter, blah, 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 blah. That sounds better than what we got. But I also say Radio Flyer was probably better than Shakes the Clown. <laughs> so Liam Neeson had one, two, three, four <clears throat> movies this year. Which one is it that you're describing? Hmm. Leap of Faith, Deception, Husband and Wife, Shining Through. Well, Shining Through, we already say. So. <laughs> you can cross one off the list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got a BB. Mm. Yep, true Hyro fashion. I'm not going to argue too much with you on Shining Through. 
<clears throat> I will wonder if Jared wants to change his vote from cuffs being the worst of 92 to shakes the clown. <clears throat> I don't know. I have to apologize this episode. I was a big mm. proponent for this one. I can I have no problems admitting I was wrong. I said this this has got to be easy material. This is uh you know him doing his Zed routine from Police Academy except he's a clown. We got this. It'll, it'll be an easy 20 minutes and I don't think it's going to be an easy 20 minutes. No, this is bad. The IMDb description of this. Shakes is good at his job as party clown. When he's sober and shows up, five druggy clowns frame him for the murder of his boss. Look, in my defense, that sounds like it's going to be easy. <laughs> How bad can it be? And it's under 90 minutes. Yeah, 86 you minutes. You wouldn't believe it if you watched it. <laughs> it took <but> forever. <laughs> I'd say I it's about... this. Go ahead. Is it over halfway through, Hyro? Before they like just move things along? Like I feel like we're just... <laughs> There's a sequence where we just take a joyride... Uh, as much as I love Dazed and Confused, and everybody wants some, I do not want to see Bobcat and Adam Sandler in clown makeup just having a, a lazy Sunday in the car as they go to razz some, some mimes in the park. It was everything about a hang movie gone wrong for me. That's pretty much the basis of my note there is I want to know how much cocaine was being done by <laughs> Bobcat. Anybody who paid for this who said, that's a great idea. Let's do the, the clown hang movie that everybody really wanted. Um, I want to know how much, how many drugs were involved. It's just too I, easy. Like, it's too easy of a premise to... It can't rest on its laurels. It can't just be, look at clowns, say offensive things. Mm-hmm. Because it's, usually that's a side gag in a movie where it's like somebody working at a kid's birthday party and you see him smoking or goddamn even fucking Home Alone where you have uh, that's a family film where you have the Santa at the end. Bad, it's like bad he just Santa. wants to move the fuck along. Yeah. Bad Santa. Yes. There has to be something else to it. There it has can't to be just be that one actual gag. story like and one of the one of the cardinal sins of this movie and in comedy in general is stringing along a bit two, three, four times as long as you need. I mean, just, it's like they just, I don't know who, like, it was a, a, a production company full of fucking yes men because there's no way that anybody watched this and go on as long as it did. <coughs> and there's people actually laughing at this shit. I don't get it. I really don't. This is like, uh, uh, what's the movie where... Um. They just did the movie of the making of the movie where it's, uh, what's his name? The guy who, who's very rapey, who's got canceled. <laughs> the, Seth the Rogen's disaster old artist. The disaster artist. See, you you, you brought this about. up before, but you always go not to the plot of the film. It's like, yeah, he's handsy. You know, kind of rapey guy. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's James Franco. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Franco. So this is what Jared is describing is the making of that movie, right? The disaster artist where he just has his own money and he people just keep, this is horse shit. We're just going to keep making this. And, you know, it works out for Rudy Ray Moore, but, and maybe, you know, James Franco, but not for this dude, Bobcat. This is his first movie, right? Robin... Did he do, he ended up doing some other stuff with Robin Williams, right? Who's <clears throat> probably the best thing about this movie. Um, oh, Bobcat was in uh, Police Academy, wasn't he? What? Bobcat Goldthwait. He said it's his first movie. Friend, no, maybe no, his first feature, as... like... Like featuring like Bobcat directing. Goldwaith. Yeah. I thought this was like his first like starring Bobcat Goldwaith too. 
I might be. Man, I might if you look at his IMDb, reason. he's got 108 credits. Holy shit. Um, <clears throat> stealing money from people for a long time. <laughs> um, let's see. Although Leonard Yeah, Maltin. okay, I'm right. <clears throat> yeah, he did. Uh, the only thing I've seen of his as far as, uh, I think, writing and directing is, um, let's see, he went from Shakes the Clown in 91 and then didn't get another feature until something called Sleeping Dogs Lie in 2006, but then World's Greatest Dad with uh, Robin Williams is the so lead. That's uh, the black comedy, uh, dark comedy that we all like associate with mm-hmm. Bob Cat and his director, directing. Yeah. yeah, Teen Suicide. Yeah. Except funny. Yeah, I guess <laughs> so, as funny as you um, can make it. Yeah, I would say when Robin Williams shows up as a mime instructor, while I didn't laugh, <laughs> it was you tried movie. Was, <laughs> you really. Tried. It was clear to me. It's like oh, so that's like what an actual movie star looks like. Even when he's in a bad scene or a bad movie, you you get the sense it's like oh, I'm in I'm in sure hands here. Like this guy's supposed to be in movies. Bobcat and the rest of these guys, I'll even include Adam Sandler here. Like scenes just drag on. There's no real reason to watch any of them on screen. You're you're not drawn to anything they're saying or doing. You don't expect this to, to be like this is the the funny guy. Robin Williams shows up and there's something that connects with me. I don't know if it's his fame or whatnot, but I feel like even if you didn't know who the fuck Robin Williams was, you'd be like, Oh, that guy's like the the pro, and the rest of these guys are his buddies, and he's and he literally is he's doing them a favor. Hey. He's showing up, and he can't help but be magnetic in some way. Whereas Bobcat, Jesus Christ, <laughs> unwatchable. <laughs> All right, Chuck. I think in the future the underwear should go on the inside, and let's keep Mom's candy red pantyhose at home. Okay? I don't want to see what religion you are. Ready? And let's start with our walls and. Go! Come on, Chuck. We're doing a wall now. Chuck, you're not copping a feel on a big titty lady. Let's make a wall, okay? Chuck, are we on medication or we don't know what a wall is? Let's make it a single wall. Not putting your hand in shit. Come on, Chuck. Tighten the little breast up there or I'll break it. There we go. There you go, Chuck. Tighten it. There we go. Ready? There we are. Let's make our wall. Make our wall. There it is. It's all over us. Uh Uh-oh. Look out. It might be above us, too. It might be above us, Chuck. There. What is this? What are we doing? A little Watusi? Come on, Chuck. Make the wall. All right. Enough of that. Everybody get ready to fry our bacon. Ready? There we go. Raise them. And we go suck in the little pork belly and fry. Come on, Chuck. We want to fry off that little fat ass of yours. Fry, 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 Chucky. Who's worse, Bobcat or the big villain, the blinky guy? That guy. The voice is... of SpongeBob, actually. <laughs> Jesus. If you didn't um... know that, Tom Kenny. <laughs> sure. Awful here. I, mean, I completely. I, yes. I, I didn't mind the guy playing the uh, the bad clown just because I wanted some forward momentum. Like, let's just get this on. Whatever the Whatever the aimless plot is. Let's have a nemesis. Yes, try to kill somebody. Kidnap. Sure, whatever. Let's just get <laughs> Let's on do it. something. <laughs> and the, you know the crazy part about this movie is the the opening five, ten minutes, I loved it. The whole where he wakes up and he's in... Uh, pissed on. And the ladies... <laughs> yeah, he's getting pissed on. <laughs> and yeah. he's sassing the kid and the kid's sassing him. And uh, Is that the, the, the Florence Henderson? That's She's yeah. from uh, the Brady Bunch? Mm-hmm. Looking fierce with little clown makeup. That shit was hilarious to me. I thought that was a great start. I'm like, all right, I'm here. I'm ready for this. And from there, it's like Radio Flyer, just right off the cliff. 
I didn't like. Uh, I'm with you there, Hiro. I didn't like that he shows up to the uh, the first, I guess, uh, gig, and the dad's giving him shit about being late, and then he threatens the father. I wanted to see shakes the clown get the shit beat out of him right there. <laughs> I, he's already been pissed on by a child, That's pissed sick. right in the face. A diminutive clown getting in somebody's face. There's never a more welcoming face to get bludgeoned. <laughs> like, okay, so Jared's hero, John Wayne Gacy behind him. <laughs> you know, He's not taking that not- <laughs> nightmare from his his younger bare-chested days, the killer clown. Can you imagine, like, did Gacy just go around, like, talking shit to people when he had his clown gigs? I'm I'm assuming this serial killer had to... You know, keep it pent up and then exercise the demons. Later. No, his one of one of his tricks was um, he would have joke handcuffs <laughs> and he would put them on him and he would say, "See, you can get them off here. Try try these joke handcuffs." And then he would give the kids the actual handcuffs. Hmm. Little little trivia for you there, if you didn't uh, already know so that. So he didn't show up as fucking Arnold from Commando, where he kicked the door down, and started <laughs> give me your children, people. <laughs> <laughs> So, how am I supposed to expect fucking Bobcat Goldthwait is going to fucking sass a grown man? He's he's a professional clown. Well, you're already dealing with this dark comedy anyway. Throw some humility in. Let him get his ass beat constantly. <laughs> Don't make him like He's been his... pissed on, as I said. <laughs> the opening sequence of child got pissed in his face. His face. <laughs> now with now that you want to fucking threaten people? Like... I'm, I'm giving the movie the... Uh, I'm positing, like, I guess, the, the premise... That there's just clowns all over the place. That's just like a common form of entertainment in this. And they stay in their clown outfits day in and day out. Yeah, See, that's I, okay. Fine. Whatever. I attributed something way more serious to it than I thought it was going to like. I thought there's going to be like a, a racial component. Of course I would, but I was like, all these clowns <laughs> fighting each other, like mimes fighting clowns, clowns fighting rodeo clowns. But like, we're all clowns, dude. Like, <laughs> why are we fighting each other? It's not even that deep, and not even at all. No, it was a, uh, apparently, I think him airing out his grievances about the, uh, incestuous, like, uh, comedy world, mm-hmm. the comedy scene is, you know, they're all like fighting each other for like stage time, talking shit behind each other's back when one of them gets like a TV deal, all of that, which all that really led me to do is, uh, in my research, uh, was finding out that, uh, Jerry Seinfeld fucking hates Bobcat, hates him. Ooh. Like, uh, why is this? Is there a reason why? So yeah, I mean, there's a there's a good reason on Jerry's side of it. I don't Shakes know. Clown. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wish that was it. He, he paid he paid a ticket for this. <laughs> so there's I'll, I'll drop the clip here uh, for everyone's enjoyment. There is a scene and you know it had to be a fairly recent um, comedians in cars getting coffee, and I don't know who the female comedian is he's talking to. I know she's got a new HBO show. I recognize the face from my HBO Max grid. But apparently she brought up, and they bleep out the name, so you don't know exactly who they're talking about. Um, but you can figure it out, because in the clip, Jerry talks about what a no-talent hack he was, because he had to use that stupid voice. That's the only way he could get attention. You know, my, I'm good friends with and that's his I don't friend. like him. I, <laughs> at all. Oh, no. At all. In fact, I have a particular oh, no. feeling about him. Oh, I had kind of forgotten about him. Mm-hmm. And then there was a little article about him in the paper. Mm-hmm. And even in that, there was a veiled reference to his dislike of what I did. Really? Anyway, it didn't have my name, of course. He used to rail against comedians because they weren't as wild and dangerous yeah. as he yeah. was. Because he sucked. 
Okay? He wasn't funny. Yeah. And that's why he didn't get anywhere. Yeah. Period. This feels, I feel very tense right now. Because in comedy, yeah. nobody gives a f yeah. if you're cool, if you're lame, yeah. if you're funny, you win. Yeah. If you're not funny, you yeah. don't. And yeah. he's not funny. That's why he had to do that stupid f voice. Because you have no f act. I feel very stressed. Yeah. You could tell him, by the way, all of that. <laughs> and that's why he didn't like me. Because I could actually do it. I well, can do it. I can do comedy. Yeah, but you can. He can't. <laughs> and that's why he doesn't like me. Yeah. That's what that's about. Oh my God. <laughs> I've never seen you like this before. Yeah, I've never been like this before. <laughs> and I'll tell you where else it came from. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> God. Everything's fine. I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> You're not scary or dangerous. Oh my you just, god. You're just weak on stage. That's what you are. Weak. Oh my god. You're a weak act. I, I love him. <laughs> oh, this... You can love him. He, he's going to need the love because he's not going to get it from oh the public. My god. Because you don't have any skills. Oh my god. You don't have any talent. Oh my god. <laughs> so it's him or what? Gilbert Godfrey, I guess. I mean, there's not. Yeah. Well, Bobcats, like if you watch uh, uh, Police Academy, that voice is heavy. Yeah. Like real, real heavy. So apparently, this stems from and and Jerry Seinfeld like goes into like I hate him. He has like <laughs> absolutely zero talent. He's not funny. That's why he's a complete failure in life. Like goes all in on this, and they wow. <laughs> they cut this together and put it like here you go Netflix another riveting episode of comedians in car getting coffee. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, Breaking Bad. Um, but I you know go down the rabbit hole and I'm like Jesus Christ, what is uh. Vanilla Seinfeld, like going. Never hear that to, out. Hear it all out. Yeah. Um. Apparently, like in the mid '90s, Bobcat like gave a quote to a journalist uh, calling Seinfeld like a uh, like a kitty raper because he was dating like a, a. He was legitimately. Ooh, wow. He was dating yeah. a girl in high school when he yeah, was like fucking forty and on Seinfeld. So Bobcat. I even remember the lady's name. Was it her name like Shoshana or something like that? Or of course she would. I, I don't put it. I don't put any teenagers past you ever. <laughs> well, that, that pitch doesn't slide by right here, buddy. <laughs> so I'm not saying that either one's wrong. I understand. Obviously, I mean, yes, you have a 40-year-old man that's picking up high school kids in New York while he's the most successful comedian on network television. Um, poor form. But Seinfeld kept that in the back of his craw for two decades. <laughs> it's like, you know who fucking sucks? That guy with a stupid fucking voice. Eh, is either one of them wrong? I, I, I call this a tie. I kind of agree with both points on that. I don't find uh, Bobcat that fun, especially having watched this feature-length film. Now I'm really... On Seinfeld's side, where it's like, yeah, maybe he didn't have much talent. Maybe it's just a, a bit that he stretched out into a full career. Yeah, I kept seeing cult classic this, cult classic that. Everybody hated it when it came out, and now it's kind of come around. And I just, I don't see it. No way. But you can't find it. No thing. way. What do you mean you can't find it? Like, it, I found like a poorly ripped copy of it. I don't. I, I hear people say that a lot, Jared, and I'm like, is that just is someone just wanting like a tweet or a letterbox review? They're like, I actually I like it. I see now. I truly hate people more just because of this movie. Good, Done because if somebody's trying to hold this up as a cult classic, you've gone full hipster. Like, there's no way you could like this. Is it forty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which actually was pretty fucking high. That's stunning. Um, 
49% from audience score, which this, uh, Jared, what did this make? It made $34.5,000. dollars <laughs> Yeah. So not many people saw this. Um, uh, as far as top critics, there's only three reviews. Ebert's one of them. Uh, he says the movie plays like a series of scene outlines, ideas for how the movie should progress that needed more writing and revision before the actors were called in. I think that one's actually pretty spot on. It feels like, hey, let's get some comedians together and we'll just riff. But none of them had any jokes or any place to really take <laughs> if the, a, the narrative. Yeah. So. If an Apatow movie was by <laughs> untalented people, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, I'll pull up Letterboxd real quick and see. I don't know if I'll have not, the web uh, do the reviews for this. Not really out of bounds. Like, There's no cut for any of these scenes, they'll let them talk at that fucking bar and go on and on and say potty mouth words for five to ten minutes at a time. Put Kathy Griffin's goddamn gargoyle face pre-surgery right in front of your camera or right in front of your TV. So and they've got her, they've got Kathy Griffin in like uh, like a bustier, like trying to sex her up. No, nothing you can do. It's still <laughs> Kathy Griffin. There's nothing you can do. No. Why didn't they put the clown makeup on her? Doesn't need it. <laughs> No, just a mask. Natural clown. <clears throat> it's gonna be a running theme here. Um, I think she probably looks better in her older age than younger. I don't know. I'm not saying it looks good, but I will say it's one of the few cases where plastic surgery improved the look. I do believe. I just kind of like assumed that Kathy Griffin always looked like that, and I didn't really want to see evidence of her in her youth. <laughs> I, I hated the film more that they presented this <laughs> this new image of Kathy Griffin to me. <laughs> Did not care for it. I'm still trying to figure out what Catherine Griffin is famous for. Like, I, I've never understood who or what she is. Stand up. Uh, right? What was she on? Was she on, was it like news radio or something like that? She was on an NBC sitcom for a bit oh, in the 90s. No idea. Suddenly Susan? Uh, is that the one with Brooke Shields? Sure. I'm I'm just looking at her top four, right? Which would be Shakes the Clown is in your top four. Exactly. Oh, God damn. Hall uh, Pass, Suddenly Susan, Hall Pass. Cable Guy. I remember that. Hall Pass is fantastic. Not the movie, but the, <laughs> the fact that, joke. spoiler alert, the last joke is <laughs> this. You know, have you seen this film, Hyro? I have not. So, from the Academy Award winning uh, directors of uh, Green Book, you know, Hall Pass, same, same. <laughs> uh, men berate their wives into allowing them to cheat. Uh, and failed miserably at doing so, which is, we actually did an episode on this for mm. Super Cinema, and that's what we got stuck on. We wanted a film <laughs> where they did just hang out at Applebee's, the bar, and just fail to pick up chicks the entire time. <laughs> but, unfortunately for us, I believe it's the Jason Sudeikis character that quasi-cheats. I can't remember if he, what does he call, he did like fake, goes down on a woman. I say he went, he's in the bed with her, but they don't, actually don't actually do anything. So. He has some sort of move where he doesn't, actually, he, it's the, I guess the high row. No, there's no mouse. <laughs> on the vagina wait, wait wait what he just like wets his fingers and blows like he just like he just won't he won't cross that barrier but in the premise of that film he's i guess articulating was that cheating or not very you know very clinton like look at things but he uh him and his wife come to an agreement that they won't talk about the weeks that they just had stepping out on each other 
um, as long as she takes him or he takes her to see what Kathy Griffin do stand up. She really <laughs> wants to see Kathy Griffin. And he immediately tells her he fucked some other woman. He would rather throw away his marriage than spend one night watching Kathy Griffin's oh, that's such a good, that's such a good final joke. Such a good and closer. And cuts to black. It's incredible. That's it. That's the end of the movie. That's the end, that's that's the the end of the movie. movie. <laughs> I say an unremarkable movie up until that point, and you really fucking knock it out of the park with the last joke. I totally Killed got it. it. I got to see this. Totally understood it. Oh yeah, it's a wasted premise, but you know it's a good setup for, for one gag, as mm-hmm. Jim put it, for the the very end of your. <laughs> it's like hour and forty five minute long setup mm-hmm. for one tremendous joke. Hyro no. has one note here, and I think mm-hmm. maybe the only thing that works about shakes the clown. Uh, Hiro says, uh, poor guy's getting mocked and abused for his drinking. Where's the empathy? Movie, only makes uh, it about <laughs> close to half home, a huh? day. <laughs> only makes it about half a day sober before he explodes. Hiro, you want to talk about your family life or elaborate anything? Uh, I mean, <laughs> wow. No, it hit close to home. Don't the poor guy, man. I mean, somebody help this dude out. I mean, I, I took almost like a sensitive tone here. Like, the, it's an, everybody's poking at this guy. It's an and, issue that you really relate to, huh? <laughs> uh, if we didn't get into the uh, you know, you're a rodeo clown, you're a mom, mm-hmm. you're this, that, if we didn't get into those shenanigans, if it was about uh, an alcoholic whose lot in life is to be a clown going to birthday parties. There's a dark comedy if you just mm. just strip it down. Just make it simple. Make it about this one clown yeah. and his miserable fucking life. Uh, fucking a woman from the Brady Bunch. Getting pissed on by her <laughs> child. Getting That's shit right. from this, this father. From this, this upper middle class dude that wants his kid's birthday to be fantastic. Just make him miserable and sad. Mm. And it would be hilarious. Well, that's, that's essentially what Hiro said was... Your first five minutes, fantastic. Slap this dude yeah. around, piss on him, a cigar explodes, fantastic. And then from that point on, you have you're supposed to see him as this like hero character, and it doesn't. And work. now we're supposed to sit in a bar and be overindulgent, and now it's time for me to sit and talk. Fuck this. Just make it leaving Las Vegas, except he's a guy that's a clown <laughs> on the weekends. <laughs> And there's no Elizabeth like Shoe. There's nothing, oh, nothing like that. Come, no, it's uh, Julie Brown. Hiro is said, no uh, Julie Brown. I got very confused by this. Hiro puts uh, which Julie Brown is the worst? Downtown Julie Brown, which is the only one I remember. It was the MTV VJ, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know this TV. Julie Brown. Who is this one? Is she, was she a famous comedian or something? She's a, she was like kinda, top billing in this. Yeah, she was kind of popular in that era. Um, I just didn't. She was. Sort of like downtown Julie Brown, where it was just a kind of a the, the Kim Kardashian. Oh, what's that? She's white, right? This well, one, yeah, yeah. This was white. <laughs> so you, I'm sure you prefer. Her. I, I don't I, because one thing I've known is this goddamn shakes the clown. So no, <laughs> I have some jungle fever myself right now. I don't even care what <laughs> downtown Julie Brown looks there like. There it is. There's medicine, <laughs> Stop man. The <laughs> Stop the podcast. Oh, it's over. Yep. That's what we go out on, I do believe. The scotch on the rocks, please, any scotch will do, as long as it's not a blend, of course, uh, single malt. Blend Olivet, Blend Fittick, perhaps, maybe a Blend Gow, any blend. 
Close to 20 every time. Struggled. Next up is uh, Lawnmower Man and My Cousin Vinny. Oh, I started Lawnmower Man. That's a classic. Get the I VR and gaming chair jokes ready. I know it's coming. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see. Basic Instinct and White Man Can't Jump. I'm going to try to get Teddy on for those. Oh. So try to coordinate with him. You got to put Teddy on for uh, whatchamacallit. Uh... Uh, deep notes. cover. I don't see deep cover on here. It is on there. What are you talking about? That's like in yeah, it's April eighteenth. Oh, there it is. The babe. You see it because you got the slash on it. That's what confused me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. So, um, you need tangible Teddy on for that one. There's some serious uh, sex talk that could use his expertise. He wants to put this drizzle story to bed. I think at some point. Yeah, that he does. <laughs> Well, that's why he's on Basic Instinct. Are you saying I should bring Derek on because it's a lot of white women? They're naked. Everybody <laughs> loves white women. <laughs> well, so one of these days we should bring uh, Dave on. Like, like I was thinking Basic Instinct because of all the like sex talk and the psychiatry talk, like crazy lesbians and all that. There's, there's crazy gay stuff, lesbians. There's psychiatrists, <laughs> right? Because. He's banging the psychiatrist. You're going to bring him on to berate his profession? <laughs> Welcome our witch doctor, Dave. <laughs> no, see, my joke was going to be, finally, we've got we've got a psychiatrist that has a, a skill worth worth uh, embracing, right? Because it's, uh, it's, what's her name, getting turned over the couch? Dave, is this the uh, is this service you're providing? Common practice. <laughs> the service that you provide? <laughs> Welcome to yet another mini-episode of On the Couch with Dave, presented by Pop Culture Case Study. If you're interested, Pop Culture Case Study was a podcast I did many years ago. Four or five years ago, I stopped, but many of those episodes are still available on your podcatcher of choice. But today, due to the movie Shakes the Clown, we're going to be talking about coolrophobia, which is a fear of clowns. It's something that feels like a joke. Uh, but it's not. It is a very real thing. Basically, it just brings on feelings of fear when you see clowns or images of clowns. It's what we would call in the field a specific phobia. And that's exactly what it sounds like. A phobia about one very specific thing. It's not a generalized phobia, but one specific thing. In this case, clowns, people in clown makeup. It causes anxiety. Your heart tends to race. You have nausea. You might sweat profusely. But luckily, with this type of phobia, most people can just avoid it, right? Like, you could, if I was afraid of snakes, but I lived in an area where there were no snakes, that wouldn't be a problem for me. I would just live my life because I wouldn't see snakes. But if I wanted to get past this, I may need something like exposure therapy uh, to help manage your reaction to clowns and clown images. Basically, you're, anytime you see clowns, you're experiencing extreme irrational reactions when you see clowns in person or even pictures or videos. Now, this, in terms of phobias, is pretty new. Um, the term coulrophobia first started in the late 1990s. Kuro is actually a Greek word for people who walk on stilts. But more and more recently, you have lots of creepy clowns. I mean, you could go, you could go all the way back to things like It or Joker. 
that made people more aware of this phobia. But this can be a real problem, right? There's a lot of things that you would have to avoid, right? Uh, if you had kids, you'd have to avoid birthday parties, Halloween parties, uh, trick-or-treating, that kind of stuff. Circuses, fairs, or festivals. A lot of fast food restaurants use clowns as mascots. And then all over movies, television shows, commercials, billboards, advertisements, all that stuff. Now, in terms of how common it is, it's actually, uh, there's not a lot of studies. Some experts, though, believe as many as 10% of adults have some level of a fear of clowns, right? So it could be pretty common, but we're not really sure. And it affects all ages and genders, so no problems there. Although women tend to be more likely to be afraid of clowns. Not sure why that is, but there it is. And you also may be more at risk for developing the specific phobic disorder if you already have an anxiety disorder. As far as causes, what it really probably is, is people are reacting to the makeup. So basically what the makeup does is it disguises the clown's facial features and distorts their facial expressions, which will create a feeling of distrust, right? I think this is why the scary clown became so prevalent in our media. You've got two different things going on, right? It's kid-friendly, right? So you're supposed to like it. You're supposed to laugh. You're supposed to enjoy it. But you don't know what's behind that, which maybe that's that's a lot of what Shakes the Clown is is kind of talking about. Like you have, I think in the trailer, it was um, it was referenced as the Citizen Kane of alcoholic clown. So a lot going on behind the scenes there that we don't really understand and maybe we don't want to understand. So if you think you have coulrophobia, it can be tough because there's no set criteria for diagnosing this exact phobia, okay? Uh, but you would get a, an evaluation with a mental health professional, like a psychologist, and they would evaluate a lot of symptoms, especially including the impact of that phobia on your daily life. Now, it's important to remember there's a difference between I don't like this and I have a phobia of it, right? I don't really like clowns either. Um, probably wouldn't watch Shakes the Clown unless I was forced to by something like a podcast, but there's a difference between that being uncomfortable, being creeped out, and having an actual fear. So you'll know you have a fear because you might have panic attacks. You could have non-cardiac chest pain, quick heart rate, and literally feel like you're having a heart attack. And most likely what you would have to do um, is when you found a therapist, they would probably give you exposure therapy. So what they do is they would slowly show you more and more images of clowns and kind of build you up, right? They might start with like a very friendly clown, right? Or maybe a drawing that doesn't have a lot of detail. And once you could handle that and bring your kind of levels of anxiety back to normal, you would move on to the next one and the next one and the next one. And eventually you would get to seeing a clown in person, right? And seeing how you handle that. But again, you don't do what they used to do, which is called flooding, which you would just be like, okay, uh, you have a fear of clowns. We'll get 25 clowns in a room and they're going to surround you and laugh in your face. Uh, you would get, and the idea was that you would get all that out of your system. They found out that doesn't really work and having this stepwise progression works a lot better. So again, uh, it does not surprise me uh, that the guys at Sober Cinema weren't too happy with this. They aren't real trustworthy guys themselves and they tend not to trust others, but on the bright side, at least these clowns drink. Uh, so Mike, Jared, and Hyro, I'm sure will be big fans of that. So at least there's always a bright side. All right. Uh, until next time, you can follow me at Darn That Dave on Twitter. And yeah, look for those uh, old podcasts at Pop Culture Case Study.